Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glixman with my tag team partner, Matt Story. And I'm recording from what was once my childhood bedroom, although it looks nothing like it now. <laughs> You're in there this time, not outside? Yeah, it's breezy and cold, so I've ah, opted that's true. for indoor recording. Yes, yes, I guess we did. Uh, yeah, all right, all right. Well, I, I recall that room. I recall, uh, you know, a few times coming over and Old Junior running in there and scaring me half to death as he was prone to do. Yeah, look, he liked people, and that's... he did. He did, and he was nice. But as you as you know, dogs, especially big dogs, were not my strong suit. Still aren't, probably, but but better that I was there. Well, since we last talked, it's been Thanksgiving. Uh, we've wandered around campus together in an unofficial, unrecorded podcast. That's right. That's right. With a little sports talk and more trips down memory lane about our four years together at ASU. And now we get to do something that we're out of practice for. We get yeah. to do an ASU football game preview. I know, I know. We had one and then uh, took it away from us again. Uh, and here we go with, with game two in December. If yeah. you had told me back in January that ASU would be playing on the weekend of December 5th, I'd have been pretty darn excited because it would have meant we were in the Pac-12 championship game. Obviously, lots has changed since then, but here we are. By the time that game kicks off, ASU basketball will have completed four games. Yeah, including so, their conference opener. So, hopefully, uh, hopefully this is the first and last, maybe not first, I don't know. Hopefully it's the last time in our lifetimes that uh, ASU basketball and football will have the same number of conference games played at any point in time. Because that's not ideal. Uh, but here we are. So we're going to start with the football game. ASU, 0-1. Uh, you may recall that we're led by Jaden Daniels. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, we're taking on the 2-2 UCLA Bruins, who uh, have been as advertised, I guess. You know, I would say maybe a little bit better than advertised. Uh, I mean, they they really haven't been too bad. Uh, I mean, they, they lost their opener to Colorado, and that felt like, boy, It'll be another crappy year for UCLA, but Colorado hasn't lost yet. Now, granted, you know, they've only played three games total and one was against San Diego State, but, you know, Colorado may be better than what we thought. And since then, you know, they they played Oregon really tough, lost by three points and and have won two in a row. Uh, I'm trying to remember who they beat Cal, Cal, right? Cal in Arizona. In that rescheduled game when we were supposed to play Cal um, and then uh, and then beat Arizona. So, you know, they've been. Pretty good, in all honesty. Um, uh, you know, certainly showed more life offensively, including what at least two games without Thompson Robinson. Um, I think he, you know, he's missed the last two games, and and the backup Griffin has played pretty well as well. I believe Thompson Robinson's supposed to be back this week. I think so. He was he was iffy for last week, and he ended up not playing. So I would assume that means he's he's back this week. But yeah, you know, I mean, I give them credit. We. Uh, in our in our preview discussion, we we uh, discussed Chip Kelly and you know and, and I'm not changing my tune yet that that you know I think that the nation has caught up to Chip Kelly, but they have played better this year than than what was expected. Um, now, is it going to mean anything? Unfortunately, no. Um, you know, they're not going to win the South, and the, you know who, who knows about the bowl landscape for the Pac-12 is 
most of our bowl games have been wiped off, it seems like, in the past couple of weeks. But, um, you know, it's it's maybe something that, you know, who knows, in 2021, can they build on it? I guess we'll see when the time comes. But they've shown a little life that I honestly didn't expect to see. I A brief digression. I am so upset that the Sun Bowl yeah. got canceled. I, I was, I mean, look, I... A hundred percent understand not wanting to play the game in El Paso. It is yeah. not. Yeah. It is. It is not good right now in El Paso for COVID. But yeah, in 1942, the Rose Bowl was played in Durham, North Carolina. Right. right Could right. we not have one Sun Bowl that's played somewhere Arizona else? Or somewhere. I mean, maybe. I guess. I, it's a tricky thing for these bowl games, and we can we can digress into that if you want. I mean, I. I, I can understand why any of these bowl games might not happen because, you know, such a big part of putting on the bowl games is the hospitality, you know, the, the getting the, the families of the players and the coaches and, you know, putting them up and taking them to fancy restaurants and, you know, the gifts and all that and, and, and getting fans in the stands and showing off your city. And if you can't do any of that, what's the point, you know, I mean, but yet it's it's still a big TV product, and that's why I think we'll still see a lot of them happen because ESPN is going to want as many of them as possible. But, I mean, it, it is a tricky situation when we know these games don't mean anything. Um, and we've discussed that over the last, you know, decade or so, how the meaning of bowl games has been completely washed away. They're, they're basically good time events, and if you can't have the good times, what's the point? Yeah. That- you know, I mean, I, I, I'm sad to see the Sun Bowl not play this year. Um, because you know it's a fun game. It's a, it's one of the few that has maintained a traditional feel. It's New Year's Eve. It's in the afternoon. It's on CBS. You know, like there's, well, there's a it, lot of the bowls have changed in their different times, and, and it's one of the few that still gives you that hallmark moment. Well, and it it is a beautiful. It is space to watch a game. Stadium, yeah, it's yeah. an old school stadium. It's a, it's a college football stadium. I mean, it's, it's, you know, look, some of these stadiums that exist now and they play in the games there, they're great. I mean, Dallas and, and Arizona, and, you know, and Miami. I mean, they, you know, they're fancy and they've got all the bells and whistles. But, yeah, the Sun Bowl, it's it's the old stadium. It's it's like, you know, going to a game, probably a feel of the old Orange Bowl or the old Cotton Bowl where they don't play the Cotton Bowl anymore. And, you know, so, so yeah, I agree. It's a, it's a cool sight. It, it uh, you know, puts you in touch with the history of the game in a way. Uh, and, you know, for the Pac-12, Pac-10, before that, you know, we always have been affiliated with there since since we were kids, at least. I don't know how long the, you know, the tie goes back, but long time. Um, so, yeah, sad to see. I mean, and God, you, you know, you add in the, the Vegas Bowl canceled this year. Holiday the Holiday Bowl. Bowl was canceled this year. Uh, the, you know, the one, whatever it's called now, in, in San Francisco was canceled this year. That was before the season. Um you know, there's not a ton of Pac-12 slots, and so I don't know how many Pac-12 teams are going to go to bowl games. In all honesty, I mean, well, you're going to have one make the New Year six, and beyond that, eh, you're looking at what two or three, four, maybe at the most. Well, and you, it makes me wonder: Will Ray Anderson's idea of let's just keep playing, yeah, you know, it's, work? It's not a, I mean, I don't know. I don't know who has to approve it, but it does make some sense. I mean, if Let's say, I mean, and it's, gosh, the standings are hard to, to assess right now, but, but it's, you know, Washington in the north and then Oregon, or I'm sorry, USC and Colorado are both unbeaten in the south. 
and then Oregon, you figure is, is you know, even though they lost, um, those are probably your top four. You, you might not get any other teams besides those four in bowl games with the, you know, contractual spots going away. And, and you know, the, like the SEC games, they can take anybody. They can take Tennessee, who's two and five. It's not like, oh, the SEC doesn't have enough winning teams. We're going to have to go to another conference. That's out the window this year. So, I, yeah, I think it does make sense that if you're ASU and let's say you play that championship week, I figure they're going to get a game there. You got four games. If you can get a fifth one in against Cal or Washington Stanford State or Washington State or Utah, you know, a team you team you were supposed to play but didn't, why not? You know, I mean, uh, like it, it doesn't mean anything, but the whole season for the Pac-12 doesn't mean anything. I mean, it, it's just that's that's going to be the the headline of the 2020 Pac-12 season is, well, it was fun, but it meant nothing. Um, and, you know, so if, if you can play another game as a, you know, glorified scrimmage, let's do it. The, the game itself should be a high-scoring affair. Um, You'd think so. You'd think so. Hopefully... I mean, God, who knows? I know our practice, you know, regimen hasn't been, you know, what you'd expect when you're off this much, but hopefully this passing game can show a little more life than it did in game one, because that was when we talked the week after the USC game, that was the weakness. And obviously we haven't seen anything since. I'd really like for Johnny Wilson to catch a ball. Uh, A contested ball would be, would (laughs) be be better. Hopefully, hopefully he spent part of the last four weeks you know, just uh, get some, you know, he, he feels like a guy, a basketball player who just needs to go to the gym and make some layups, see the ball go through the net. Just just, just go out and catch some routine passes. Standing just in front those, of a jugs machine. Yes, <laughs> just get those hands back to a natural feel of catching the ball because it did not look natural at the Coliseum. Uh, you know, now again, it was his first game and it's back, you know, close to home and hopefully it was just, you know, one of those moments. But yeah, I, I certainly would like to see better uh, you know even even one or two just like hey that was a nice catch just to give me a little hope that this guy is what he was supposed to be uh and defensively for the devils it's going to be a different look uh ashari crosswell not only suspended but has left the team has announced he's going to enter the okay. nfl draft yet yeah, just oh, an hour gosh, ago he, okay. he is okay. done uh jack jones Boy, is suspended lost year for him yeah yeah. Okay. So well, Crosswell didn't play in the first game, did he? Except for special teams. Yeah, he had lost his starting job. Then he got suspended, yeah. and now he's declaring for the draft. It's an interesting run for him. Not a. I mean, after a pretty good first two years, his uh, 2020 was uh, a complete lost year, I guess. But oh well, wish him the best. Um, you know, and Jack Jones, boy, it just like he had a pretty good game there against SC. And, and, you know, the hype was good coming in, and he played well. I mean, that was of, – of many things, and we talked about many things that were, were solid in that game. The secondary was among the best. And, mm-hmm. and our ability to cover their receivers and not give up big plays. And, um, you know, I was, it was kind of a feel-good moment for him. But who knows now? I mean, he's, he's draft eligible too, right? Uh, yeah, he's so a senior. He's he done if he wants to be done. If he want, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's hard to keep up because he's had such a circuitous path to, you know, from USC to out of football to ASU to sitting out to not sitting out. So, um, you know, but yeah, I, who knows? I mean, 
again, in, in, in a normal situation, game two, a guy's suspended, you think, well, you know, okay, hopefully be back later. Well, game two is December, so there's there's not a whole lot of later in this season for us. Yeah. Um, still, a game I think we should win on talent. I hope so. <laughs> but, but it's one of those so. things where I, I guess does it matter if we're you know if if there's an eight thirty kickoff on FS one on December fifth and no one watches <laughs> does it even matter? I mean, I think the answer to that is is no and yes. Uh, does it matter in terms of any consequence to the season? No. You know we we I don't believe even mathematically are still alive to win the South. The best we can finish is two and one, and. USC's three and zero, so I think we're out of that. Um, and and so um, you know, no, it doesn't matter. But but I, I think it does it matter just in terms of like, hey, let's let's get something out of this year. Sure, you know, and and next week does too, even more. I mean, we've joked over the years that some ASU fans believe, you know, if you beat Arizona, it's a good season. If you lose to Arizona, it's bad. Well, twenty twenty probably is that. There's not much else to it. So the Arizona game is probably going to define what we think of this 2020 team. Yes. And we should win. We should. Yeah, that's a game I would agree at this point we should win. This one, I don't know. I mean, again, UCLA has been surprisingly good. I didn't expect them to look the way they have. And they're just in, you know, they're in football shape. And who knows what we're going to get. Um, I mean, when you don't play for four weeks, the entire team, you know, I know Trevor Lawrence didn't play in five weeks and he came back and looked pretty good. But first of all, Trevor Lawrence is Trevor Lawrence. Secondly, the, you know, the team had played um, and he had practiced and, you know, we don't, we don't know what this team has been up to. They've had a normal practice week this week, I think. But before this, it's, gosh, we have, we really have no idea the depth of the guys who were out, missed time, whatever. And so it's it's hard to have much in the way of expectation for this one. See, I you know, it's it's both our home opener and senior night <laughs> and homecoming. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I and mean, our and our throwback jersey. So I, I guess we are right. I mean, you kind of have to, don't you? I think There's, so. I mean, uh, yeah, senior night and opening night. Even though you, I mean. 50-50 chance we could play another home game on championship week, right? I mean, we don't yeah. know yet who, where that game would be played, but we're supposed to be playing somebody. Um, but, yeah, you know, how bizarre. I mean, uh, you know, I, I feel for the guys who are seniors who won't come back, and I know some of them probably will. But, geez, uh, you know, no fans, no pomp and circumstance. You know, you, you haven't played a home game all year. That, that sucks. Uh, there's no other way to slice it. Very much so. But that's the way it is. So, you know, but uh, yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I hope we win. I'm looking forward to watching because, you know, gosh, it's uh, if we, it, you know, if we play out the schedule as supposed to, it's 25% of our season. So I'm going to watch and, and enjoy being able to watch ASU football and, you know, hear the fireworks from, from my house. I, I, if they blow them off, I would assume they probably will. Although I don't know why, because there's no fans. But you know, a lot of teams are still doing the same crowd prompts and all that stuff, even with no one there. So they probably will. So you know, it's better than nothing. Um, not that much better than nothing, but it's better than nothing. 
I'm predicting ASU win. I'm going to say 35-31. Why okay. not? Why not? Uh, I'm going to I'm going to say UCLA wins because of the reasons I've already illustrated. Uh, I'm going to say 38 to 21. Okay. I just don't have a great feeling. I think UCLA is playing well, and that's what it comes down to. They've played well. We haven't played. <laughs> so it's hard for me to be overly confident. But I hope I'm wrong. And uh, like I said, I'm just I'm just anxious to watch the Sun Devils again. You know, we had to wait a long time to get started. We had to wait a long time for game two. And hopefully, fingers crossed, we're going to have two games in seven days. The other game that's coming up is ASU basketball, who, despite losing to the number three team in the country by only nine and handling their business against URI and Houston Baptist, fell yeah. to number 25 in the country. Yeah, I suppose what didn't help our cause there was Villanova losing yeah. later in the week to who they lose to. Uh, Vatek? I, be- I believe that's right. Vill- I mean, yeah. Villanova's loss hurt us more than it hurt Villanova. It <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is, I mean, early season polls, they're very, you know, very willing to fluctuate. And and I get it. They, they probably should be. Um, uh, you know, you're just rating based on hype. And, and so, uh, you know, I thought all in all, we came out of that. And we That was, you know, what we discussed a little bit when we were walking around ASU that, you know, those two games up in Connecticut, I, I thought we came out of it pretty good. Would have loved to have been 2-0, and but, um, you know, we got the job done against Rhode Island, had a little bumpy second half, but found a way to still win it. And and then, you know, weren't totally outclassed by Villanova, but were beaten by a veteran, really good team. Uh, a team that, you know, has goals of, of making it to the Final Four, realistically. Um, and, and, you know, a little bit of a humbling. Not a terrible humbling, but enough of one that you think, okay, we we learned what, you know, the top echelon teams can do, and hopefully we'll be in that position by February and March. Yeah, look, we hung around and played hard yeah. through the end, which is, I think, yeah. what you would hope. Right, right. It wasn't It wasn't the game, what was it, four or five years ago where we played Kentucky and just got throttled. And it was like, well, there's not a lot good you can take from that. You know, it was just an absolute demolition. That was not the case, but it was a... It was a convincing win for them that they were the better team, and and we shouldn't leave there thinking, you know, but for one or two plays, we would have won. No, we got to get better. But that's okay. It's November. You know, at that time it was. Um, you know, you would expect that you'll get better. That's that's the goal for this team. Uh, Josh Christopher found himself as the Pac-12 uh, Freshman of the Week, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and, uh, yeah certainly had a better second game than first game. Um, you know, and the Houston Baptist game, I'll, I'll confess, I, you know, I couldn't see any of it live because it was on Pac-12. It was a blowout. I know we were up by almost 40 points in the second half and ended up winning by 23. But he had good numbers there, too. So did Bagley. Um, you know, the, the two freshmen, I think, both flashed what, you, what you'd hope. Um, you know, both, both showed they can play at a very high level. And if they do that consistently over the course of the season, I think we'll be in pretty good shape. I, you know, Bagley's averaging 15 and five. Christopher's averaging about 18 and five. Yeah. That's good. That's good contribution from two guys who are playing 27 minutes a game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if, if those two guys, you know, 
again, can harness consistently what they showed. I mean, Bagley in, in the first game and Christopher in the second game, um, you know, I, I, you combine them with the veterans that we've got, which, you know, you, you feel like you've got a little bit more reliability of what you're going to get from them. Um, you know, I, I still have – I'm still very bullish on this team. Let's put it that way. And, you know, nothing that's happened so far has made me think – uh, I might have overestimated how good this team could be. Not a bit. No, I, I'm very impressed. I, I'd like Verge to get back on the court. It seems, yeah, uh, from what they've reported, it's contact tracing. Not that yeah, he's tested that. positive. He's just unable. Unable to play. Yeah. So I assume out tonight. Have they said for sure? Uh, I would think th- so. I don't think they've said for sure, but I think it's all indications that he would. Yeah. Be. Yeah. Um, so you know, Kamani Lawrence did come back for the Baptist game. And yeah, you know, played fairly well. Look like yeah, thirteen yeah, points so in sixteen good. minutes is you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, look the the two games in Connecticut they they illustrated some good and and certainly a little bit of the concerns about this team and the rebounding most of all was was bad both games. Um, and and there's you know that just it, that can get better. Because really, I watching this team like yeah, there's not a traditional couple bigs that we play, but there's plenty of size. Christopher's big, Bagley's big, uh, you know, Cherry and Lawrence are big. I mean, there's no excuse for why this team can't rebound better. They yeah. just need to do it better. I think the the negatives so far are Jalen Graham's inability to not mm-hmm. put his hands on people, mm-hmm. and uh, just just general struggles it seemed like now he did have a decent line against houston baptist and granted it's houston baptist but maybe that's the maybe that's the game he needed to kind of you know get going again um because yeah he just you know we texted about it during the villanova game and he, and he looked that way against rhode island too he just looks very tentative very afraid to make a mistake and, and therefore he's making more mistakes well and he is getting the botang treatment of he when he makes the mistake he just yeah. gets yanked right yeah, away yanked. for Austin. Yeah, yeah, and 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 you could kind of see that coming even in preseason comments. It was it was interesting. I mean, you know, you can always sort of read into things. And in you know October, or September, maybe it was. You know, like well, Jalen Graham, we're we're you know feeling really good. He's you know we're, we think we might be better off than when we had Romello White. And by the time the season was about to start, the comments were much less positive. They were much you know there were some kind of. Uh, you know, as the kids say, some shade thrown his way. Not direct, not, you know, bullseye. Jalen Graham isn't doing his job, but just sort of vague references to the fact that he kind of worked his way into the doghouse. Yeah. And to his credit, Austin hasn't been as it's much of good. a stiff as I thought he'd be. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he had a had a huge play in that Rhode Island game that gave us the three-point lead. Um, you know, been, been pretty solid. Blocked a couple shots. I mean, he... Look, you know, if you're expecting him to be, you know, Tim Duncan in 1996, that ain't going to happen. But, uh, you know, he, well, he's looked solid. He's he, looked kind of Mickey Mitchell-esque, dirty work kind of guy. Which yeah. We need that. We need somebody on this team that, that will just, you know, get their hands dirty and, and maybe make an impact by getting, you know, three rebounds and have two assists. But you watch him out there and you think, I got a good game. That was Mickey Mitchell and maybe this guy is that. Yeah, that's my hope. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, okay, yeah. You know, hopefully, it can be better. That'd be great. I, well, I but, just you know. I think the odds of him being like a Bashinsky are out the door. 
That's not going to happen. I agree. Well, one, he's, he's not going to. I mean, he had a block shot, a big block in the Rhode Island game, but I don't think he's going to be anywhere near the, the consistent shot blocking presence uh, that Pashinsky was. Not as big. Um, but, you know, he, he looks capable out there. And look, we've got enough guys who can score. I don't think that's going to be a problem for this team. That's that's the one thing I think you leave the first three games with is scoring should not be an issue. We need defense and we need rebounding to improve. Um, giving up, you know, 89 points or whatever it was to Rhode Island, it's not great. Um, it, you know, and, and I know it's the early season college basketball games have been high scoring in general, it seems like. Um, but, you know, you, you want you want to be a little bit better defensively and rebounding will help that. You know, if you get the first stop and you get the rebound, that's going to help your defensive numbers as well. Yeah, one, it's one thing like in the Houston Baptist game when you score a hundred to sure, give up seventy seven. Sure. They gave up seventy seven, but what it was, it was you know in the fifties, I think, with five minutes to go or something like that. I mean, the the the, the final line for that game, I know Haller wrote the story about you know Jalen House's plus minus and made the point that like you know when he put in the bench. You know, the numbers look worse at the end. And you look like, well, you only won by 23. We were up by, I think, 38 with, you know, six minutes to go or something like that. So, yeah, that one is, is not concerning. But, again, it's, it's Houston Baptist, so you don't know how much to read into it. I mean, and I, to be honest with you, I have no idea what to expect from Cal. Um, you know, it's a conference game, so you figure the test will be better. But I, I don't think Cal's expected to be a high-end team in the conference this year from everything I've heard. Yeah, it, it's a road game. It's a, yeah. it's a road conference game, and that's interesting. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But Cal lost their opener to Oregon State. and Which was a non-conference game, right? Yeah. Did, didn't count, yeah. yeah. But they lost um, that by eight, and then okay. they've gone on to play nobody. They played uh, Nichols, didn't they? They beat Nichols ago? State 60-49. to 49. I saw it on the bottom they, line. That's the only reason I know that. Yeah, the, yeah. They beat the Northwest University Eagles, which I believe is <laughs> okay. a Division II school. I was going to say, I don't think they're Division I. I've never heard of them. But um, I've heard of Northwestern and Northwestern State, but not Northwest. And they they beat them by 25, which is good. But, but yeah, you, know, you should. An 11-point yeah. victory over Nichols, to me, yeah. is, is the indicator. That's That was at Haas. Yeah. And right, right. Yeah, you know. I mean, I, I, you know, so you said it about football. I'll say it about basketball. This is a game you should win. If, if I mean, if you're going to be the type of team that we think this team could be, and granted, you know, again, it's early season. Nobody's going to be burying anybody in December. But you, gotta, you know, you win this game. If you're going to win the Pac-12, you, you need to go on the road in an empty arena and beat an overmatched team, which is what this team looks like they should be. Yeah, it is weird though. This is going to be like a rare occasion where Remy Martin played in an empty arena because for his four years, we've actually had pretty good attendance at home games. True, true, I know. So, yeah, you're right. you know, yeah, usually when yeah. we played empty arenas, it was at home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I saw a picture, Howler tweeted out a picture before the game of, of the arena with, you know, the first whatever, 10 rows of seats folded up, you know, and so it looks like it, it you know, it does for practice. And got to be honest, it was kind of a depressing sight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not particularly looking forward to watching a game on TV that looks that way. Um, I, you know, again, just like football, I'll take it over not playing at all, but, uh, granted, you know, Wells Fargo now desert financial has never been, you know, Allen Fieldhouse or Cameron indoor or anything like that. I'm not saying that, but 
we have a lot of great memories there. Um, and I have memories of watching games there too. And yeah, it's going to be a little, a little depressing watching games with, with no one there. Same with watching this game on Saturday night. You know, I mean, like neither one is, is necessarily always sold out and rocking, but, uh, there's, you know, it's a big difference between, you know, 8,000 fans and zero. And so it'll be a little weird. Yeah, I agree. But again, nature of the beast for this calendar year, I guess. So, or school year, because it's going to continue into January and February, I'm sure for basketball, but, uh, uh, you know, Hey, uh, it, it was it was odd to see, definitely. And I wonder what it you know, not that many people could attest, but I wonder what it felt like to watch a game in there with nothing. Uh, I mean, it just it's got to be odd. I'm sure it w- is crazy to be there with no one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, I, I realize that you know we joke and yeah, we have played in front of some small crowds, and we were part of some small crowds during our college days. Um, and, you know there's a reason we were able to sit in the first row of the student section for most of our freshman year, because there weren't that many students there. Um, but you know, again, small and zero is a different, you know, you still have people getting worked up. You have the scoreboard prompts and the music playing and it's just gotta be a weird feel. I don't know if they're doing any of that, like they're doing for football. Um, I guess we'll see, but yeah, it's odd. Yeah. Very. But, but the bottom line is, I think we should win tonight. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, to, I think this is this is an important one to get off to a good start uh, because it is conference play, and this is not a uh, an effect of you know rescheduling. This is this is what was supposed to happen all along: was start conference play in December with a couple of games to get to the the twenty, and so we'll get used to this. This is this is not a uh, you know like playing two football games by December 5th. This is going to be our, our normal, I think, from here forward. Yeah, this is not a drill. No, no, this is not a one-year weird scheduling. Now, we probably normally will have more than three games played by this point. Uh, you know, you, you'd probably normally have about five, six games in November, maybe. Um, but, you know, hey, this is, this is what we got to get used to. I feel pretty good about this game we don't usually predict game by games but like you said if, if we're gonna do the things that this team should do with the yeah. talent it has yeah this is a yeah. game you need to win yeah and there's gonna be a lot of those this year quite honestly i think you know like this is this is the change in mentality that this program now needs to have is you know embracing being the favorite more often than not you know if you're gonna start the year in the top 25 and you're going to be one of the favorites for the conference, that means most of the Pac-12 games you play, you should be expected to win. And you should go in expecting to win. And, and you know, so that's a different mentality because, you know, even even a couple of the more recent years, you know, where we had good non-conference seasons, we didn't get off to good starts in the conference season, and it felt like we were kind of that little engine that could. And I don't think that's – that's not what I hope from this team. Let's put it that way. We, we should not be the little engine that could. We should be the – the, the powerful train that runs over people. I agree. Before we wrap up, uh, ASU tangential, the the trade of John Wall and a first yeah. round pick for Russell Westbrook. How how many more days is James Harden a Rocket? Over under thirty more days. My bet would be under. 
Now, I know they, you know, they put out the vibe last night. You know, the immediate reports was, well, this doesn't change anything on the James Harden front. They're still intending to go in with him. And, and I heard Woj today said, you know, that he preferred Wall over Westbrook. And I don't know about that. I don't know if I believe that. Um, I still think they're going to move him. And they're trying to drum up leverage. Because, you know, it, once, it, once it becomes obvious you're going to move somebody, then the, the trade offers are going to get worse. Yeah. I I think it's interesting that the Rockets, you know, as we were heading into the draft, the whole thing was we're prepared to be uncomfortable with Westbrook and Harden. Yeah. <laughs> well, are you prepa- always say that. <laughs> are you prepared now to be uncomfortable with James Harden? With just Harden, exactly. <laughs> I mean, look, the, you know, I think there's it's an interesting thing because I you know I, I watched PTI when that when those stories were breaking a week or two ago and. And Kornheiser says, you know, well, the Rockets, they can keep these guys. They got them both under contract. They need to just tell them to, you know, basically, I didn't say it in those words, but basically, you know, just shut up and be happy and make your money and play. That's not how the NBA works, though. The players have more power, and they know it. And and so, uh, you know, the whole notion of, you know, well, they just hang on to them. They can, but an, an NBA star can make a team situation toxic very easily, very, very, very easily. And, and, uh, you know, I, I mean, I like James Harden, but do I think he's above doing that? Absolutely not. We've seen it. We've seen it done by LeBron. We've seen it done by Durant. We, you know, I mean, we've, we've seen these guys, Anthony Davis, you know, that, that have made situations bad because they either wanted out, they were going to get out at the end of the year, whatever it was. And Harden could certainly follow that playbook. Yeah. And you got a new coach. (laughs) <laughs> and, and, you know, new GM, and it's just like, if you're going to turn the page, turn the page completely. Don't do not do it, you know, halfway and, and, you know, poison the fruit with this new coach. I mean, that guy's situation, he may be screwed anyway, quite honestly. He may have a, a lose-lose, uh, you know, chance in this job because they're rebuilding and, and you know, he might get the, the, you know, unfortunate task of winning 20 games a year. Um, but, you know, if you're going to do it, give him a chance to succeed at least. Yeah, well, Stephen Silas, the head coach, did right. come out today and, and say that uh, he went, this is his quote according to ESPN, Yeah. when stuff like this kind of happens, where there's a little indecision and stuff going on, I yeah. kind of take a step back and allow guys some space. So that's the plan for James Harden, is to <laughs> let him have some space. Yeah, see, that's not great. Uh, yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't heard that he said that, but... I just feel like, you know, it's, it's time. Like they, they made their run. We've, we've seen this happen with teams in every sport. We've certainly seen it at basketball. They got really close. They got within one win of, of the NBA finals two was it two years ago, 2018. Had they won, they almost certainly would have won the championship because that Cavs team that won the East was LeBron and a bunch of no names. Um, you know, they, they would have won the title and it didn't happen. And, and then they regressed after that, and I think it's just time to, you know, you've gotten rid of, you know, Maury's gone, D'Antoni's gone, now Westbrook's gone, you, you know, obviously you traded Paul for Westbrook, um, you know, just just move on, accept rebuilding and, and see what you can do in, you know, the next two to three years, draft well, um, you know, you, you know, John Wall eventually will become a tradable contract, um, you know, because he can't have that many more years left on that monstrosity of a deal. So, you know, maybe you move him for somebody else at some point and see what happens. Yeah. Well, we'll be back for whatever happens with James Harden and whatever happens with not one but two major Arizona State sports. 
playing that's at right. the same time. That's right. Yes. Yes. That's uh, it's yeah. Hey, pretty cool, right? First uh, first weekend of the year that we're looking at football and basketball playing. Yeah. Until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.